Section two of Old Granny Fox by Thornton W. Burgess. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jude Summers. Section two. Quacker the duck grows curious. Reddy Fox is afraid to go home. And Old Granny Fox is caught napping. Chapter four. Quacker the duck grows curious. The most curious thing in the world is curiosity. Old Granny Fox never said a truer thing than that. It is curious, very curious, how sometimes curiosity will get the best of even the wisest and most sensible of people. Even old Granny Fox herself has been known to be led into trouble by it. We expect it of Peter Rabbit, but Peter isn't a bit more curious than some others of whom we do not expect it. Now, Quacker the wild duck is the last one in the world you would expect to be led into trouble by curiosity. Quacker had spent the summer in the far north with Honker the goose. In fact, he had been born there. He had started for the faraway southland at the same time Honker had, but when he reached the big river, he had found plenty to eat and had decided to stay until he had to move on. The big river had frozen over everywhere except in this one place where the water was too swift to freeze, and there Quacker had remained. You see, he was a good diver, and on the bottom of the river he found plenty to eat. No one could get at him out there, unless it was Roughleg the Hawk, and if Roughleg did happen along, all he had to do was to dive and come up far away to laugh and make fun of Roughleg. The water couldn't get through his oily feathers, so he didn't mind how cold it was. Now, in his home in the far north, there were so many dangers that Quacker had learned early to be always on the watch and to take the best care of himself. On his way down to the big river, he had been hunted by men with terrible guns, and he had learned all about them. In fact, he felt quite able to keep out of harm's way he rather prided himself that there was no one smart enough to catch him. I suspect he thought he knew all there was to know. In this respect, he was a good deal like Reddy Fox himself. That was because he was young. It is the way with young ducks and foxes, and with some other youngsters I know. When Quacker first saw Granny Fox on the little beach, he flirted his absurd little tail and smiled as he thought how she must wish she could catch him. But so far as he could see, Granny didn't once look at him. She doesn't know I'm out here at all, thought Quacker. Then suddenly he sat up very straight and looked with all his might. What under the sun was the matter with that fox? She was acting as if she had suddenly lost her senses. Over and over she rolled. Around and around she spun. She turned somersaults. She lay on her back and kicked her heels in the air. Never in his life had he known anyone to act like that. There must be something the matter with her. Quacker began to get excited. He couldn't keep his eyes off old Granny Fox. He began to swim nearer. He wanted to see better. He quite forgot she was a fox. She moved so fast that she was just a queer red spot on the beach. Whatever she was doing was very curious and very exciting. 
He swam nearer and nearer. The excitement was catching. He began to swim in circles himself. All the time he drew nearer and nearer to the shore. He didn't have the least bit of fear. He was just curious. He wanted to see better. All the time Granny was cutting up her antics, she was watching Quacker, though he didn't suspect it. As he swam nearer and nearer to the shore, Granny rolled and tumbled farther and farther back. At last, Quacker was close to the shore. If he kept on, he would be right on the land in a few minutes. And all the time he stared and stared. No thought of danger entered his head. You see, there was no room because it was so filled with curiosity. In a minute more, I'll have him, thought Granny, and whirled faster than ever. And just then, something happened. Chapter 5 Reddy Fox is Afraid to Go Home Yes, sir, a chicken track is good to see, but it often puts nothing but water in my mouth. Reddy Fox thought of that saying many times as he hunted through the green forest that night, afraid to go home. You see, he had almost dined on Quacker the Duck over at the big river that day, and then hadn't, and it was all his own fault. That was why he was afraid to go home. From his hiding place on the bank, he had watched Quacker swim in and in until he was almost on the shore where old Granny Fox was whirling and rolling and tumbling about as if she had entirely lost her senses. Indeed, Reddy had been quite sure that she had when she began. It wasn't until he saw that curiosity was drawing Quacker right in so that in a minute or two Granny would be able to catch him that he understood that Granny was anything but crazy, and really was teaching him a new trick as well as trying to catch a dinner. When he realized this, he should have been ashamed of himself for doubting the smartness of Granny and for thinking that he knew all there was to know. But he was too much excited for any such thoughts. Nearer and nearer to the shore came Quacker, his eyes fixed on the red, whirling form of Granny. Reddy's own eyes gleamed with excitement. Would Quacker keep on right up to the shore? Nearer and nearer and nearer he came. Reddy squirmed uneasily. He couldn't see as well as he wanted to. The bushes behind which he was lying were in his way. He wanted to see Granny make that jump, which would mean a dinner for both. Forgetting what Granny had charged him, Reddy eagerly raised his head up to look over the edge of the bank. Now, it just happened that at that very minute, Quacker chanced to look that way. His quick eyes caught the movement of Reddy's head, and in an instant all his curiosity vanished. That sharp face peering at him over the edge of the bank could mean but one thing. Danger! It was all a trick! He saw through it now. Like a flash, he turned. There was the whistle of stiff wings beating the air and the patter of feet striking the water as he got under way. Then he flew out to the safety of the open water. Granny sprang, but she was just too late, and succeeded in doing no more than wet her feet. Of course, Granny didn't know what had frightened Quacker. Not at first, anyway. But she had her suspicions. She turned 
and looked up at the place where Reddy had been hiding. She couldn't see him. Then she bounded up the bank. There was no Reddy there, but far away across the snow-covered green meadows was a red dot growing smaller and smaller. Reddy was running away. Then she knew. At first, Granny was very angry. You know, it is a dreadful thing to be hungry and have a good dinner disappear just as it is almost within reach. I'll teach that young scamp a lesson he won't soon forget when I get home, she muttered as she watched him. Then she went back to the edge of the big river, and there she found a dead fish which had been washed ashore. It was a very good fish, and when she had eaten it, Granny felt better. Anyway, thought she, I have taught him a new trick, and one he isn't likely to forget. He knows now that Granny still knows a few tricks that he doesn't, and next time he won't feel so sure he knows it all. I guess it was worth while, even if I didn't catch Quacker. My, but he would have tasted good. Granny smacked her lips and started for home. But Reddy, with a guilty conscience, was afraid to go home. And so, miserable and hungry, he hunted through the green forest all the night long, and wished and wished that he had heeded what old Granny Fox had told him. Chapter 6 Old Granny Fox is Caught Napping The wisest folks make mistakes, but if they are truly wise, they will profit from them. There is a saying among the little people of the green forest and the green meadows, which runs something like this. You must your eyes wide open keep to catch old Granny Fox asleep. Of course, this means that old Granny Fox is so smart, so clever, so keenly on the watch at all times, that he must be very smart indeed who fools her or gets ahead of her. Reddy Fox is smart, very smart. But Reddy isn't nearly as smart as old Granny Fox. You see, he hasn't lived nearly as long, so of course there is much knowledge of many things stored away in Granny's head of which Reddy knows little. But once in a while even the smartest people are caught napping. Yes, sir, that does happen. They will be careless sometimes. It was just so with Granny Fox. With all her smartness and cleverness and wisdom, she grew careless. And all the smartness and cleverness and wisdom in the world is useless if the possessor becomes careless. You see, old Granny Fox had become so used to thinking that she was smarter than anyone else, unless it was old man Coyote, that she actually believed that no one was smart enough ever to surprise her. Yes, sir, she actually believed that. Now, you know, when a person reaches the point of thinking that no one else in the great world is quite so smart, that person is like Peter Rabbit, when he made ready one winter day to jump out on the smooth ice of the smiling pool, getting ready for a fall. It was this way with old Granny Fox. Because she had lived near Farmer Brown's so long, and had been hunted so often by Farmer Brown's boy and by Bowser the Hound, she had got the idea in her head that no matter what she did, they would not be able to catch her. So at last she grew careless. Yes, sir, she grew careless. 
and that is something no fox, or anybody else, can afford to do. Now, on the edge of the green forest was a warm, sunny knoll, which, as you know, is a sort of little hill. It overlooked the green meadows, and was quite the most pleasant and comfortable place for a sun-nap that ever was. At least, that is what old Granny Fox thought. She took sun-naps there very often. It was her favorite resting place. When Bowser the Hound had found her trail and chased her until she was tired of running and had quite all the exercise she needed or wanted, she would play one of her clever tricks by which to make Bowser lose her trail. Then she would hurry straight to that knoll to rest and grin at her own smartness. It happened that she did this one day when there was fresh snow on the ground. Of course, every time she put a foot down, she left a print in the snow. And where she curled up in the sun, she left the print of her body. They were very plain to see, were these prints, and Farmer Brown's boy saw them. He had been tramping through the green forest late in the afternoon, and just by chance happened across Granny's footprints. Just for fun, he followed them, and so came to the sunny knoll. Granny had left some time before, but of course she couldn't take the print of her body with her. That remained in the snow, and Farmer Brown's boy saw it and knew instantly what it meant. He grinned, and could Granny Fox have seen that grin, she would have been uncomfortable. You see, he knew that he had found the place where Granny was in the habit of taking a sun nap. So, said he, this is the place where you rest, old Mrs. Fox, after running Bowser almost off his feet. I think we will give you a surprise one of these days. Yes, indeed, I think we will give you a surprise. You have fooled us many times, and now it is our turn. The next day, Farmer Brown's boy shouldered his terrible gun and sent Bowser the Hound to hunt for the trail of old Granny Fox. It wasn't long before Bowser's great voice told all the great world that he had found Granny's tracks. Farmer Brown's boy grinned just as he had the day before. Then, with his terrible gun, he went over to the green forest and hid under some pine boughs right on the edge of that sunny knoll. He waited patiently a long, long time. He heard Bowser's great voice growing more and more excited as he followed old Granny Fox. By and by, Bowser stopped baying and began to yelp impatiently. Farmer Brown's boy knew exactly what that meant. It meant that Granny had played one of her smart tricks and Bowser had lost her trail. A few minutes later, out of the green forest came old Granny Fox, and she was grinning, for once more she had fooled Bowser the Hound, and now could take a nap in peace. Still grinning, she turned around two or three times to make herself comfortable, and then, with a sigh of contentment, curled up for a sun-nap, and in a few minutes was asleep. And just a little way off, behind the pine boughs, sat Farmer Brown's boy, holding his terrible gun and grinning. At last he had caught old Granny Fox napping. End of Section 2